Bro, what the fuck? From the beginning. <laughs> Number two, ladies and gentlemen, damn. And I usually look, I usually like run my mouse on my screen because I feel like my screen's about to go out and shit. Uh, all right. We're gonna blame that on your fucking, your fucking allergies. <laughs> oh my goodness, all right. Your guarantee. No guarantee on the box. Officially, welcome to Money Back Guaranteed. My name is Angel. I am with the wonderful co-host Jay. We are here on this beautiful Tuesday. We are going to be talking a lot of stuff that's going on now and stuff that's going on tomorrow. So it might be a little hard to keep up because we do have some live money going on right now. But we are here. And ladies and gentlemen, we are in playoff mode. Money back guaranteed is in playoff mode. starting off hot red hot in a place that you wouldn't think is so hot you're right the nhl we are hot on the ice right now all these teams i don't understand how they keep the ice cold enough for them to be there because there's a lot of beef a lot of arguments a lot of craziness but the most exciting hockey i've seen in a very long time you're right these divisions, the way they were put together, they see each other a lot. Now they got to see each other in the playoffs. They are sick of each other, and they finally get a chance to put one team's misery, and here we are. And Bruins, Caps, Islanders, Penguins, Wild Knight, Lightning Panthers, Hurricane Predators, and the Blues and Avalanche is our NHL hockey playoffs. 
And we already had a couple games get put in, man. Um, we just saw a great game with the Wild the Knights. Amazing goaltending. Um, we saw a game that got carried away by the Avalanche and Blues. Avalanche putting up four goals to the Blues one. But the most exciting game to you, or the series to you, is the fight down in Florida. Yes, uh, that is by far, I think, the series that I'm most excited to watch. I'll always watch the Wild. I love the Wild hometown team. Uh, I love watching Kaprizov. I love I love the, the feel of this team. They're, they've really got something special brewing. But Florida, the Florida Panthers are sick and tired of being little brother to the Tampa Bay Lightning. And it is clearly coming through. Uh, a lot of people upset with how Tampa Bay has manipulated the salary cap to get Nikita Kucherov sitting out all season. Now he's playing clearly didn't miss a beat clearly has been healthy for a minute. And they have him in the starting lineup. Uh, man, just Florida, Bobrovsky, if he can play well, they have a shot to really stick it to this floor, this Tampa Bay team. And, I mean, it's really telling that these teams have been around for a long time. Tampa Bay's won two cups. Florida's never even come close. And nobody has ever considered them to have any sort of a real rivalry. Well, it's a rivalry now, and if they don't play their best, this Florida team might send them home. Somebody on this podcast even predicted it. <laughs> man, it is exciting hockey, man. You know, I don't really watch hockey throughout the year or throughout the year. Um, I catch a couple wild games here and there, watch the highlights, of course. But one series to me that's very, very intriguing is Charles Revenge. And that's the Capitals team against this Bruins team. Tied up, 1-1. And it is fun. This Capitals team is putting up a fight, a true fight against this Bruins team that played very well hockey, very good hockey all year long. So um, I'm very intrigued to watch that. Um, they skate super fast, too. Um, Chara's in there just being a whole, whole, whole distraction in there. Just how is that seven foot man on skates is beyond me but and still he's old <laughs> like he's doing it for a long time so i am excited for that series um tonight tuesday we do have the islanders versus penguins you have that rivalry fight the lightning versus panthers and the minnesota wild in the nights great night for hockey i'm going to be watching it all night all night long i'm gonna have the computer going and i'm gonna be streaming that hard you damn right it's all night because that wild games is a late one so (laughs) it's gonna be very fun man i'm excited man this playoff mode is real it's hot all these teams are playing very very good hockey and um one team that I feel like has a major advantage um i sent you the clip is that carolina hurricane team 65,000 screaming their heads off for this hockey team. And a year that they played hockey with no one in the stands, and now one team has full advantage. Do you think that plays major, having 65,000 fans screaming in hockey? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I think it's very similar to like the NBA where the louder the crowd, the better because it ricochets off the ice. It's an indoor stadium. Uh, everything's got to be shut super tight so that you don't melt the ice. Mm-hmm. So you hear those fans and, you know, there's a lot of teams like Las Vegas, Boston have both said in the next round, if they make it to the next round, they're going to have full stadiums as well. The, a lot of them have moved that up. Man, I would say if a team like Vegas is on the ropes, watch for them to get that governor involved, get those get those balls moving and try to get the full stadium a little bit faster because it really is uh, completely different. And that playoff hockey atmosphere is completely different. These teams aren't used to it. And, you know, if you're not used to a lot of loud noise, you'd rather have that crowd on your side than not on your side, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Man. And I think, you know, since the CDC dropped their mask mandate and people are just ready to just be out, I think it's time. I think it's time for a lot of these teams to find a way to do it safely and have full stadiums because that's what playoff mode is about. Full stands, standing up 100% of the game, screaming their heads off. And the second round, I hope that those uh, governors do the right thing and just let these fans in because that's major. And I think any team that has a full stadium is an advantage, especially if you have to go back home and you only have 20% capacity. Yeah, I I mean, I completely agree. Uh, And we're looking at a lot of these games where it's going to overtime, which overtime hockey is maybe the best thing in professional sports, overtime playoff hockey, where, man, it'll give you a heart attack when you got a little bit too much money on that money line. <laughs> I, I, I was dealing with that Colorado game. I was dealing with that in the wild game. Uh, I was doing that the Boston game last night. You know, it's sudden death, five on five, one mistake, it's nails. It's about as tough as you can get. So having that full crowd, a huge advantage. You want any advantage you can have when the game's that tight. Yeah, absolutely. And I am excited for the rest of these playoffs because every, it seems like now there's always been, you can fight a couple, you can fight a little longer in regular season games than in playoffs. Playoffs, there's almost zero fighting. These guys does not matter. They're still right in front of the goalie, pulling the damn goal off the ice, just at each other's neck, man. And that makes this so much fun, so much exciting. And I want to see what happens next, man. I am rooting for the Capitals. I'm rooting for the Jets. And, of course, I'm going to root for the Wild. So let's see what happens going forward. So, uh, top story on ESPN right now, Derek Jeter sold the mansion that Tom Brady's been renting. Uh, what? And uh, Tom Brady just bought like a $7 million super yacht. Uh, Brady and Giselle recently bought land on an exclusive island off Miami to build a house. Brady's going to be driving to practice in a yacht. <laughs> That is so Tom. <laughs> I fucking love it. Tampa Tom is the shit, dude. Dude. 
So he's going to be living on a yacht like Keanu and the replacements. <laughs> you ain't you ain't docking no seven million dollar yacht, bro. You're gonna have to leave that somewhat mid ocean and take a little boat in. <laughs> Tom Brady just jet skiing to practice <laughs> like Danny Masterson. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! Tom has to go long hair again. Tom has to go long hair for this year. He has to. <laughs> he, has to he has to do the TB12 methods to his head. <laughs> Shout out Plugs. Pit Vipers. Get the, get this man some Pit Vipers. He's going. That is so awesome. Tom Brady just driving to practice like that dude from Tiger King. <laughs> that is, that's what we need. We need that videotaped every day. Like, hey, oh, Tom's coming to practice. Bruiser mm. <laughs> I don't care if he jet skis to practice. It looks his leg looks fine on the jet ski, so we're just gonna. <laughs> what a commute, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's either drive, you know, forty five minutes from the house I'm renting, or you know, jet ski in twenty minutes. <laughs> the super oh, rich dude, it's another fucking world. Jeter bought like six houses in Miami. Tore them all down to build one super mansion. Derek Jeter, baby. 22,000 square foot house with a wine cellar and a six car air conditioned garage. You cannot sweat getting into your Ferrari, bro. Must, must, must be rough. <laughs> Dude, so tough. What? Have you ever tried to get into a Ferrari when it's hot? Got got leather seats, man. I don't want to burn my back. Right? You know, I think Ferrari has like cooling jets in the seat. Anyway, speaking of Derek Jeter, he has a six-part documentary coming out. I'm excited for it. I just want to hear about all the ladies. Hopefully they break into that. I want to hear about the baskets. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. Um, some other breaking news in baseball. Mike Trout's out for eight weeks. Eight weeks. Is he still on the team? I only care about Otani. Can Mike Trout pitch? Then I'll care. How crazy that is. Put up, like, put up those numbers when you're starting. Trout's, I think Trout's hitting like 357 right now. <laughs> Nobody cares about you, bro. Pitch. Throw 101. Oh, you can't? All right. Get to center field, all right? You just go stand over there by Otani. (laughs) A future fucking Hall of Fame great, Mike Trout. Go stand by Otani. So during the regular season, the Hornets beat the Pacers by 17. They beat them by three. And they lost by 10. And they're currently losing by 18. Yeah. Um, it is not a good look right now for the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, or us plus 320. Jeez, do I double down? See what they're at right now? How confident are we that they just come out and dominate the second half? Uh, they're plus 950 right now. They're down 20. 
I've haven't really watched Indiana Pacer basketball, but it definitely looks like a whole bunch of AAU kids from the suburbs. So, uh, so Lamelo Ball has <coughs> one for four and zero for one for three. He has five points. I think I found your problem. Um, yeah, it's a rookie um, not having a good start. And Doug McDermott has 16 points. That's your. That's why you're up 20 right now. <laughs> Doug meanwhile, meanwhile, Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier has shot 11 times, and he has one more point than Lamelo Ball. Scary yeah, Terry. Not- Scary Terry is gonna lose me this bet. Yeah, this uh, team is not playing good basketball right now. Um, they need to definitely wake up before uh, it's too late. They're down twenty three. Yeah, you got. You just gotta let Lamelo just cook. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Let him jack up whatever he wants to, and maybe he gets hot. Maybe he doesn't. Yeah, because. The this Terry Rozier show is the Terry Rozier and Cody Zeller show is not going to get this game one down twenty three. <laughs> Sorry. No. Oh, yeah, man, this is uh, not a good look right now for Charlotte. Um, game one of the NBA playing tournament, who we both picked. Yeah, we absolutely did. We thought the young gun um, power would be running up and down this court, but. It is not looking good right now. Um, Pacers putting a whooping on. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's move to the second game of tonight. <laughs> uh, you have Washington Wizards versus the Boston Celtics. Uh, yeah. You got Kimball Walker and Jason Tatum versus Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. I mean, sorry, Russell – Triple-double Westbrook. Got to make sure I say his name right, man. Mr. Triple-double, baby. Man, one game. Who's your money on? My game is on Russell Westbrook. I think my game with my money would still be on Russell Westbrook if Jalen Brown was in, but I would definitely have to think about it a lot more. Uh, I just don't think that there is any way that – the Celtics have enough firepower, especially with how consistent they've been. Literally, Russell Westbrook is Mr. Consistent. He averages a triple-double. Uh, Three years. Yeah, and we're talking 14, 15 assists. That means someone else on this team is getting it done. Bradley Beal just barely lost out on the scoring title. Uh, I think a much better one-two punch than when they had John Wall. I don't know if I give Russell Westbrook a win in the playoffs, like a full round. But if we're talking one game, I guess it depends on who they play. I definitely think they can push a series. But in one game, I'm not going to bet against Mr. Triple-Double to not get a (laughs) triple-double. Yeah, um, I'm absolutely agreeing with you. Um, I'm putting my money on it. Um, I parlayed. Russell getting 25 points, 14 rebounds, and assists with three steals. Um, I definitely think the Washington Wizards just uh, – they're hot. They're the team that nobody really wants to play right now because you just 
don't know what they're going to do. I mean, Bradley Bill can put up 50. Bradley Bill can put up 10. That's just how he runs sometimes. But this year, he has been super consistent. Like you said, he finished second in scoring title behind the best shooter on the planet. Um, it is going to be an amazing game. I just don't think Boston has enough to win this one game. And Bradley Stevens will be on the streets by tomorrow. Which honestly is frustrating because you've got a guy like Marcus Smart who theoretically should be about as good a matchup as you can find for Russell Westbrook defensively. Mm -hmm. You've got a guy in Jason Tatum who should be a superstar but can't be consistent. Him and Jalen Brown, it's almost like they're each other's safety blanket. And now, without Jalen Brown, you need Jason Tatum to make some steps. I think if they lose and if the effort looks shitty, Brad Stevens, I agree, is completely gone. If they can sack up a little bit and Jason Tatum can lead this team, if Jason Tatum can drop 40 points and pull off a win, I think you move on from Jalen Brown. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I, I think I think you trade him for whatever you can get. I think if I'm them, I know we talked about it. We posted to the YouTube or to the Instagram. I would be inquiring about Carl Anthony Towns. I know that's going to be a tough one now, but you got to inquire about some of these people. I maybe see, hey, Wiggins and Wiseman for Jalen Brown. Maybe I think uh, that's bet. I think that's I think. I know the Warriors want to get bigger, but it gets rid of Wiggins' contract and it gets you a bona fide defensive star in Jalen Brown. Yeah. Who can um, take over a game when Steph needs rest. And who knows how Clay's ankle is going to come back. You're telling me next year you can come back with Jalen Brown, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and uh, Draymond Green as your top four? I, I don't. I guess I don't really know what's available for bigs in the draft and like what they're able to acquire, but shit, who knows? Yeah. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how that all plays out in Boston. Um, they still do have to play today. They, they could shock us. They could actually play the basketball they're supposed to be playing this whole year. So. Bro, I and I, I like Boston. I watch Boston, and they have been tough to watch. Okay. Because yeah. they are – I think – you know how they have, like, most improved team and, like, you could say, like, I don't know, I think the Wizards have probably overperformed. You've got a team like the Heat who's probably underperformed. I think in terms of underperforming, nobody has underperformed more than the Boston Celtics. In a weaker Eastern Conference – there is no reason they should be in the play-in tournament. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have not missed a lot of time. The only person who's missed a lot of time significantly, Kemba missed, what, 30 games? Mm -hmm. And Tristan Thompson has been on and off. And I know they thought Tristan Thompson was going to be a big contributor to this team, and he just absolutely hasn't. Right. But, man, that's rough. They are a team who has been definitely hurt by – some of these older quote unquote stars being less interested in playing 62, 100, 
whatever game or 62 game 82 games how many games did they play 72 they played 72 this year but they're gonna go back to 82 next year yeah yeah um, there has been there's been there's been uh i think them and like the the cavaliers i think tristan thompson and kevin love both need to either decide they want to play basketball or they need to retire because they are there they're on my you're stealing money list. Oh, all right. That, save that for another show. That's yeah, just we'll that's just me being later. <laughs> that's just that's just my broke ass who works for a living watching Kevin Love tweet about how his mental health means he can't play basketball <laughs> while he's in the mountains doing yoga. Um. All right. And then um, the for those of you at home, we recorded a show and didn't record it. So this is going to get a little bit lit and I apologize, <laughs> but I also don't apologize for shit. Cause. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing this twice. So let's get over this boring game real quick. It's not boring, but boring Memphis Grizzlies versus the San Antonio Spurs. Me and you both agreed that the John Morant show will uh, take over this game. And Memphis Grizzlies with um, – they have a lot of other talent there, man. You know, Memphis doesn't get a lot of TV time, but Memphis is the team to watch out for. Um, still a very young team. I feel like the Hornets and the Memphis Grizzlies need about two years and a vet to really get them over the hump. I mean, the Hornets have Hayward. But, but anyway, Memphis Grizzlies, San Antonio Spurs – is this a close game? Is this a – is it going to cover the spread for sure? Is this Popovich last year? What do you think? I think Greg Popovich has done at the Spurs. Uh, I don't know who they'd hire, but I think Popovich has done a really good job of just – it's probably going to be that chick, that woman, not to be disrespectful, yeah. but it's probably going to be that lady that he's been grooming – uh, they're going to be a very progressive team and they're never going to be as good as they were with Tim Duncan in the nineties. Yeah. Um, Sorry, but I, I do think it, Greg Popovich is probably not done coaching. I think he's going to come back and probably do a year where LeBron is going to force himself to wherever Bronny gets drafted and Greg Popovich is going to be their coach because LeBron loves Greg Popovich. But I, I think that I think the game is kind of passing him by. He's done that old man yells at clouds thing where he talks about how stupid it is that three pointers are so prevalent. He's really not bought into the whole it's a three pointer or it's a you know a drive. It's a within three feet of the basket, which we've talked about in the past. We don't necessarily love, but it's the way the game is going. And he really hasn't been able to rebuild with any sort of explosive speed, which similar to hockey is where basketball is going. It's going to young, explosive, spread the floor. Everybody on your team can shoot threes. Everybody on your team can bring the ball up the court. The, the Greg Popovich Hoosier style of basketball just doesn't play as much anymore. And his team does not match up well against young and explosive. And, you know, no offense to what DeMar DeRozan, mm-hmm. but I, I just don't think they have enough in the tank. And granted, I said the same thing about the motherfucking Pacers playing absolutely ass against Charlotte right now, but 
I, I do think that this is going to be a pretty slam dunk move, slam dunk game for the Memphis Grizzlies. I think it's a huge step for John Morant's development. I don't think the Grizzlies go much further, but I think he's making a case that you can build around him if you want to. If he wants to go that Dame Willard route, I think you can get a not a CJ McCollum, but you can get a player of CJ McCollum's caliber who wants to be a big two. You can, you know, get some talent to want to come in. You can find a way to get, you know, Cat and D'Lo together. You can get another another skilled player. Or, you know, he's putting himself on notice that, you know, come free agent time, he's going to be a lot more in demand than, say, Lonzo Ball is right now. And I don't know where Lonzo's going to go. Because it seems like a lot of people really like Lonzo, but nobody really loves Lonzo. And nobody seems to want to drop a bag on Lonzo. Lonzo needs to go to the Hornets with his brother and let that all happen. Bang, bang. Uh, Bang, bang. (laughs) And last but not least, the motherfucking game of the year. No doubt about it. There's there's no question that you're watching greatness at work. Golden State Warriors versus the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron James, 100%. Davis is in the lineup. Drummond is there. Schroeder is back against the, um, what I feel is the MVP of the league is, what LeBron feels is the MVP of the league is. That is Steph Curry. Plus 1,400 for Charlotte to to win right now <laughs> give it up bro uh, i'm just saying maybe i should just lose everything and every time the odds go up i'm just gonna put another unit on it till i'm broke <laughs> so you just watch them then you're just gonna hit plus 14 and a half <laughs> 24 down 24 like andrew wiggins is on this team speaking of andrew wiggins the LeBron stopper, Andrew Wiggins. LeBron stopper, Andrew Wiggins. The Maple Jordan. Maple Jordan, baby. I uh, I have the Warriors taking this one. I, I think Steph is going to go off. Uh, my only thing that's making me second guess it, and I'll just never pick LeBron, so if you're putting money on my picks – that's why I'm just never going to bet on LeBron regardless. But I also love Steph. I think he's been the much hotter player than the Lakers. LeBron put up 16 in his last game. He looked okay, but you never know. That ankle, he still clearly doesn't trust it. And mentally, that's a huge thing for that team. Uh, you're going to need a big game out of Wiseman. You're going to need a big step forward. You're going to need him to not play long minutes, but you're going to need him to play good minutes. And you're going to need Andrew Wiggins to continue doing what he's doing. He has a tendency to shrink when the stages are big, unless he's playing the Cleveland Cavaliers or the Oklahoma City Thunder. But he's been playing well. Respect to him. I'm going to be rocking the Maple Jordan ones when they're playing this game. And I think they have a shot. Uh, Like I said, I just need, need Wiggins to put up 15 points, 20 points. I need him to take some knockdown shots when Steph Curry has three people on him and I need him to go in. Well, he, 
Andrew Wiggins has definitely stepped his game up these last couple of weeks. He's actually playing at a better pace. He did hit a game winner a couple of nights ago. So, but I am a Warriors fan. I do love the Warriors, man. Steph Curry, Steph Curry is just a great player. He will be a GOAT. He will be in that GOAT conversation in four years. But the Lakers have just way too much firepower. LeBron will be at 100%. I think Curry still goes off for between 45 and 50 points. But the Lakers will still throw two guys at him. Um, a lot of different defensive matchups for him. So, unfor- I'm going to have to bet against my team. I'm going to take the Lakers on this one. And depending on how LeBron looks in that game, if he looks dominant and this game is a, a blowout, watch out, man. Because the Lakers are going to make a nice little run towards the uh, playoffs. And, you know, the Clippers didn't want no part of LeBron, so they lost their last two games to make sure they're in a different seed. So watch out for this team. Now, time to get into a little fun. Um, just a quick little um, weekend catch-up real quick. Uh, Ron Bauer won the Preakness with uh, Medina Spirit. Uh, placing in the show spot, number three. So we will not see a triple crown winner. But I, I think Medina will... Spirit is allowed in the next race, which is the – I don't remember what the, the – what's Belmont. the third race? Belmont. Yeah. I don't think he's allowed – I don't think Bob Baffert is allowed to enter a horse in the Belmont. Why is that? Because of the – banned. They banned him. They banned him now? Oh, from the Belmont. From all of those, all of the Major. tracks owned by Belmont. Uh, yeah, suspended from entering horses in the Belmont Stakes. And uh, any any of his horses, he can't ever en- enter uh, any of them. So Bob Baffert's horses will never get a chance at the Triple Crown. As of right now. he It says temporarily, but so we'll see, but is not allowed to stable any horses at Belmont Park, Aqueduct Racetrack, or Saratoga, or run any of his horses at any New York Racing Association tracks. That includes the Belmont. Ah, okay. Man, pretty crazy for one millionth of a gram of steroids into a horse. This man needs John Jones' lawyer. ASAP. Um, in NASCAR, I did lose my bet. Denny Hamlin did not win. Uh, we have a new winner, Alex Bowman. He wins um, his first race of the year. So I am still 0-7 in NASCAR. You suck, you jackass. So I, don't, I don't know nothing of racing, but I have a story for you, sir. Four great elite teams entered their horses into a NFL race. Now, that's a lot. Of, that was really dramatic. It was just a, a Twitter, uh, Twitter little beef with Raiders Henry Ruggs, Chiefs McCole Hardman, Vikings Justin Jefferson, 
And Tampa Bay Buccaneer Devin White. Uh, Ruggs uh, tweets to Hartman, 4.27 is faster than 4.33. Hartman says, hey, man, let's get into it. We could race. We could get in a track. Justin Jefferson chimes in and says, hey, if y'all doing this, I'm in. And Devin White comes on in and says, y'all taking horsepower? <laughs> so we have what fans always wanted. We loved the Pro Bowl when they had the skill competition. You have four of the fastest guys in the league. We could probably name off a couple more that deserve to be in this race. If you are putting money, if you're putting a unit on one of these guys to win a race, Henry Riggs, McCole Hartman, Justin Jefferson, or Devin White, who are you putting your money on? Devin White on a horse. <laughs> hey, that horse better be Medina Spirit because Hartman and Riggs can run. <laughs> they can run. That man loves horses. Dude, yeah, he does. <laughs> that man is country. <laughs> no cap. <laughs> oh, man. And while we talking about races and matchups and who would win the race, the NFL schedule is dropped. But one thing we did not record until we found out we were recording. <laughs> the one topic that's fresh. <laughs> we have... Uh, I have a couple things to throw at you, man. Um, one thing for sure is um, these matchups. And this is not our big match, our big schedule discussion, correct? No, this is just a little. I'm just talking about a couple matchups that we'll see. We'll see. I want to talk about a couple quarterback matchups that we're supposed to see and some DBs and receivers. So we're going to see Tyreek Hill one of the fastest guys in the league, go against Patrick Sertain twice. Fastest corner in college, I believe. It was one of the fastest dudes, man. He's a legit shutdown corner, and he can keep up. How do you think that turns out for the rookie? Uh, Is that a bit that, you'll turn in, that you will tune into? It'll be interesting to see how he develops. I mean, he only ran a 4 4 6 40, so it wasn't – incredible but he does have that lockdown speed uh that he seems faster when he's in coverage you know what i mean yeah absolutely so it'll it'll definitely be interesting i would tend to probably give him a little bit of an edge at home just an elevation Mm -hmm. but but we'll see what happens that's gonna be a lot of these teams especially in that division are picking up corners specifically to run with tyreek hill Mm-hmm. So far, hasn't worked out super well for them. But you never know, because that that and you know what, I will say this: you passed on Justin Fields to draft Patrick Sertain the second. He better be able to at least make Tyreek Hill work a little bit, or you might be the worst organization of all time. Because I mean. Yeah, I mean, every single reviewer would have given you an A 
A plus for your draft rating. This is so, what some people thought is the number two overall quarterback in the draft. And you picked definitely not the consensus number one overall corner. No. Definitely one of the top five. Yeah, but absolutely. I, I put uh I put him number two. I know JC Horn is just a different breed of corner, but Patrick's in that same conversation. So it's going to be very interesting to watch that matchup. Um, we have uh, Mr. Slants, Michael Thomas versus Jair Alexander. That's going to be a good matchup. They got into it a little bit last year on Twitter, I believe, when Alexander just said, bro, you, don't, you ain't doing nothing on me. And Michael Thomas didn't really have a good game that game. And then he, Michael Thomas had a really bad year last year so with injuries. So that's a matchup that's very interesting to watch as well. Yeah. Yeah, really interesting. I think uh, that's going to be – man, it's so hard because Michael Thomas eats when he has peak or at least very good Drew Brees. He, yeah. I mean, hate to say it. Mr. Slant, Mr. Slant, and Lord knows when Drew Brees didn't have the threat of a deep ball, when they could sit on the 20-yard line with their heels and never go backwards, mm-hmm. he struggled, man. His routes are good, but are, is, would you say he's the best route runner in the league? No, I know. Would you say he's top 10? Yes. Top 10 for sure. Top five? Mm-hmm. No. There's so many good – There's so When you look at – I mean, I would even look – got to look like Justin Jefferson. You look at Stephon Diggs. You look at – I mean, Julian Edelman's retired, but like a Julian Edelman route. Like, you look at some of these guys, they can run a route. Those corners are crisp. And I definitely think that Mike Thomas is more of a one-cut guy. He'll give yeah. you he'll give you a shake, but he's really only going to give you one cut. I don't really yeah. see him doing a lot of double moves – uh, and in that division, traditionally in that system with Drew Brees really hasn't had to, they're pretty oh. like champagne, that offense, it's really good at scheming people open. I don't know that he's going to be able to keep doing that with Jameis Winston, Mr. 30, 30. I mean, he could do it a couple times for you, but that's it. It would just be a very disgruntled receiver down there mid-season. If he can stay healthy and Jameson's just not on target, it's going to be a very unhappy Michael Thomas down there. Verbal meme where the two guys from Predator shaking hands. <laughs> Kevin Love, Jameis Winston going 30-30. There it is. <laughs> uh, no, I just – I don't – I see that – I think people are going to start to bully Mike Thomas, and I think he's a fake tough guy. We'll see. We'll see how that goes for uh, Michael Thomas without an elite receiver. Now, let's talk about one corner. I mean, we can, we only have to talk about one because he has issues with many receivers. <laughs> so, where do we want to start? Do we want to start uh, Jalen Ramsey versus DK? Do Jalen we Ramsey versus start? Golden Tate. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, they go crash into each other at like a barbecue or something, man. They got to hash that out because <laughs> they still have beef. I can't wait for them to crash into it. Is Golden Tate still in the league? Probably as a giant, right? Oh, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I read him getting cut anywhere, but he might so, not make it through camp. We have Jalen Ramsey versus DK twice. Will DK score this year? He only had a combined golden 25 yards as a free agent. Uh-uh. Will DK Metcalf score this year against Jalen Ramsey? Oh, uh, I think yes. I think I think he's too big, man. I think he's too big. I think he's too good. I think he's too good not to. I mean, you look at uh, do I think he will go 250 yards, 10 catches against Jalen Ramsey? No, I don't. I don't think uh, there's a guy that has 100 yards on him in the last two years. <laughs> but, I mean, you look at, like, Randy Moss and Darrell Revis. Randy Moss was, like, two for 42, but he had that touchdown. I think he's too big. He's too strong on the goal line if they let Russ cook. I mean, I, I think it's just – it's too hard not to get him a touchdown. Like, do yeah. you look at someone like – because he's – again, for a big I guy, mean, he, he's a decent route runner. Drop six touchdowns. While watching him on fantasy, yeah, you're telling me you're, you're telling me that you can you wouldn't take if you've got if you're from like the anywhere between like the four and the six yard line, you're not gonna run DK on a fake fade bow to a slant on Jalen Ramsey. I don't care how big Jalen Ramsey is. You put that ball on DK's front number, he's getting seven. I will show you six clips of DK getting the ball put right on his numbers and dropping. <laughs> DK is – honestly, man, I do not think of DK as a good receiver. As an elite receiver, as guys, people make him say it. He is not an elite receiver. I will not draft – in fantasy talking, I will not draft DK no higher than, like, the 10th round. No, no lower than the 10th round, excuse me. I mean – Maybe he'll fix it. Maybe he'll fix the drops. That was one of the big maybe, issues. But, I mean. Maybe Russ will fix how he wins MVP. Maybe that works, too. I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of things Seattle needs to fix. <laughs> but Ramsey is uh, sunning your boy. So, I mean, But he's sunning a lot of people. I mean. I mean, that week I am probably going to try to start Tyler Lockett fantasy. So, that's fair. Yeah, that's true. Um, we have Jalen Ramsey versus Hopkins. If you do not remember, Jalen Ramsey and Hopkins got into it on a versus NFL versus back in the day. And Jalen Ramsey says, I will shut you down, bro. You're not good. And Hopkins like, I'm going to shine. He's like, not when I'm around. <laughs> so they have some issues they have to take care of this year. And also, just today, Jalen Ramsey has a little beef with receiver Daryl Mooney. The clip that comes around is Jalen Ramsey just getting cooked by a guy that I believe is a top 10 route runner in Jalen Mooney. Oh, Daryl Mooney. Daryl Mooney? Yeah. So Jalen Ramsey has a lot of matchups. And he is doing a lot of barking. So I really hope that this year is not his down year because people, memes, us, we will let him have it. <laughs> he's going to, hey man, he's, he's, 
he has been talking that shit, which I respect it, but here's the thing. Needs to watch some, uh, pay attention to Conor McGregor, because talking that shit only works if you back that shit up. You talk that shit and you go, you know, you, you let up 150 yards, six catches, seven catches. Twitter comes for everybody. And it's it. Jalen Ramsey does not strike me as a dude who's going to stand up and be like, yeah, man, uh, just trying to get myself hyped up. He got the better of me today. We'll get him next week. Nah, does not seem like the kind of guy is going to take that well. And no. you look at a guy like traditionally, uh, guys like, say, Richard Sherman, guys like uh, Josh Norman that one year. Um, when you look at cornerbacks specifically who are very outspoken and very physical, there's a little bit of fear that comes in. When that fear is gone, they're not effective. And you look at traditionally lockdown corners, there's really about a three-year span, maybe four, before – it gets a little bit like time comes for everybody to be on a a top level corner. You really need to be on the peak of your game. You need to ride that edge and man, he's getting there. I really hope Jalen has a really good year. He did get paid a huge bag. So hopefully he doesn't have that uh, slump after uh, signing big contracts. So we will see. We will see. There's a lot of hype going into this year. Um, a lot of stars. Um, we're going to see a lot of matchups. Um, we're going to uh, be talking about uh, quarterback matchups and um, the toughest schedule so far that I've seen. We'll definitely be talking about that next week. So please stay tuned. It's a sneak peek, Ravens. Yeah, we might, we, we might need to wait till after hockey season, but we will get to it. Absolutely. Yeah, we got to save something for when it's just baseball. <laughs> but we got opinions. We have a hundred of them. So, Jay, are you ready for the picks of? the week uh yeah i got i got some picks of the week it's time for the moment you've been waiting for the money back guaranteed picks of the week funny not actually guaranteed the gamble responsible I'll tell you what, I do have a rant as I'm currently searching for a place to stream the, yeah, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing the rant of the week. Man, I don't even have an opinion. Well, you gotta have an opinion. I mean, do you think that God came down from heaven and stopped? We're, we're, right. gonna, we're gonna cut the shame out to this show. Uh, as I am searching for a stream in the dark corners of the fucking internet, to find a hockey game. Angel, do you know what I pay for every year? NHL TV. 
Guess what I guess how many wild games I can watch on NHL TV? How many? Zero. Oh. Guess how many playoff games I can watch on NHL TV? How many? Zero. Oh. Absolutely fucking none. How many wild games do I watch? Pretty much all of them because I have a VPN. But without a <laughs> VPN, I would not be able to do that. Why? Because Sinclair, the company that owns regional Fox Sports, now Bally Sports, uh, doesn't want to put their games onto YouTube TV, Hulu TV, uh, Fubo TV, any sort of streaming service. The trend is streaming. You need to get over it. Cable is dead. You and my mom are the only people I know who pay for cable. And good for you because you can watch them without giving one of your computers cancer. But I cannot, which is a shame. And I think we need to change that, and we need to change that now. I see the NHL has renegotiated a TV deal. They're now going on ESPN. I see how the uh, NFL has now renegotiated a TV deal to start in a couple of years. They are not working fast enough at allowing streaming services to multi, multi, multicast, multi-ta- multicast their games. There we go. Uh, you need to work that in. You are putting a football game on Amazon Prime every Thursday night. Why do you not put ads on there, split the revenue, and put it other places? The NHL is going to put games on ESPN+. Plus. I know there are some games that are going to be going on HBO Max, I believe I saw, um, which is great, which is great. But you are losing a generation of fans who are only going to follow games through Twitter. When I was a kid, everybody had cable. I could just go on TV. But you have worked backwards. Everybody has the Hulu, the Netflix, the HBO Max, the Amazon Prime, all these different streaming services. You now have younger people raising children who are not going to also pay for cable. Cord cutting is a thing, and it's it's not going to change anytime soon. You can't go back. Unless you start offering free Netflix with a cable subscription, you're not going to go back because people are already ingrained. They have their cues. They have their shows that they watch. So you need to do better. You need to find ways. I watch NHL TV and sometimes it'll just say no commercial or it's commercial break. Show me a commercial. I don't care if I can watch more games. I will watch the commercial, split the money with Sinclair and get it on TV. Cause at the end of the day, that's what your product is. Your product is hockey. Your product is not, cable service and it is absolutely disgusting i would pay for uh nfl sunday ticket i don't have the option i can't pay them a thousand dollars to watch football when there's a streaming option if you have direct tv but they won't take my money without getting more money they want me to pay a monthly subscription and rent all the equipment to get direct tv i don't want to do it hey nfl if they're not going to do it, how about you go in-house? Do you know how many football fans would pay to watch every game and be able to replay every game? I, I would pay 50 bucks a month. Like, that's just what my life is during football season. I would love that. Oh, I'm not doing anything? I can just watch whatever game I missed this week? Hell yeah. That'd be fantastic. I think the NBA, Major League Baseball, the NHL – They need to figure this out before it's too late because you are losing people. And if Dana White can't fight streaming, you're not going to be able to either. 
You can take it off Reddit. You can police it all you want, but people are always going to find a way. It's like the government. The best hackers are never working for you. So they need to figure that out. And, you know, I just want to watch playoff hockey. They're doing such a good job this year of not playing all the games at the same time. I know this is kind of like your first year really getting into hockey, but in the past there's been like three games and they all started at seven. You can technically watch almost every game tonight, 5.30, 7, 9. You can watch big chunks of every single game if you wanted to, and it's fantastic. But, you know, you need CB, you need NBA CSN, you need CNBC, you need – there's only one game on NBC, and there's no NBC games except on weekends. Mm-hmm. If you want to get casual fans – and you want to get people interested in your product, this is why it's moving to ESPN. You need more accessibility and you need more. Like the NBA on TNT is so great, but less and less people have TNT and there's no streaming option. Why do you not have an option to stream NBA on TNT? Yeah, that's so weird. Like you're telling me that like, I, I would tune in every almost every night to watch, you know, Chuck and Shaq and Ernie on all on on the TV. That would just be like I would watch that like I watched the Daily Show. I do that every night. That's what I do. I like <laughs> I've always done it as I was younger just watching just West Coast basketball and how that's always on TV accessible. Like streaming is really killing the live TV. I don't know. It's such a dumb such a dumb way of how these guys find a way to get every nickel and dime from a person. And the thing is, I, I love the cable experience, but you can't have that be the only option. People need options. And clearly the fact that you've got like billions of dollars a year in television, like television rights revenue, there's money to go around. Just get it from more than one place. Cause the only thing you're encouraging is you're encouraging like more ways to nickel and dime people who just want an easy way to watch your product. Don't make sports difficult. They, they got to fix it because, you know, especially when you're looking at like sports like baseball and hockey, like you're a casual fan, but you're getting really into hockey. I would love to watch the twins, even though they suck. I love having them on. Don't have the option. I don't know if I would pay for MLB TV right now, but if I could watch every twins game, Hell yeah, I'd pay for the TV network for every major sport. And why don't you keep it in-house? You get to run everything. You get to sell your own ads. You get to negotiate your own deals. Why not? It just seems like such a no-brainer not to include that into all of your contracts. And they need to get it together. They need it together fast. Unfortunately, they all signed 10-year deals. So I don't know if or when it's ever going to happen. But it's it's... You're going to see a lot more piracy and it's going to be harder and harder to watch games if you don't have cable and people are not willing to go back and get cable just for sports, unless you're like you or me. And, you know, my wife is very mean, so it keeps me on on a budget. I can only do so many things. (laughs) Give that man his damn sports. What do you got for the picks of the week? My picks of the week, we are going three sports. 
We are going to pick the Winnipeg Jets. Game one over the Edmonton Oilers. We are going to pick the boring game. I'm going to pick the Grizzlies over the Spurs. And then a uh, little baseball. We're going to play it safe here. Um, I like my matchup for the Dodgers over the Diamondbacks. All right. I'm going hockey, man. I'm going heavy, heavy, heavy hockey. I already put the bets in, and I am going to be honestly kind of boring. I'm taking the Boston Bruins. I'm going to take them just money line. I'm going to play it a little bit safe. Uh, it is their first game at home. I have a lot of faith that they're going to come out to play at home. I'm going to take the Carolina Hurricanes. They just look bigger. They look better. And I'm going to take them probably money line. I'm going to take them minus 1.5, which is plus 150. I think that's pretty damn good odds. I just think they're the better team, man. And I went in doubt, pick the better team out. They're bigger. They're more physical. I think they're going to get it done. Uh, Carolina or Nashville has really struggled offensively this season, especially as of late. I, I see that continuing. I only see Carolina locking them down more. Uh, they're going to be a very underrated team, and they're going to be maybe a team to beat. And then I'm going to take uh, the Edmonton Oilers. I'm going to take the money line plus one third or minus 155. Like I said, absolutely, I did. And then I'm taking Colorado. Uh, Colorado Avalanche, I'm taking them minus 320. I'm going to take them minus one and a half. Minus 120, but I might wait on that and I might see what happens. Like if St. Louis can come out and like score one quick, I might live bet that so I get a little bit better odds. Uh, I think I'm also going to take all four of those games and I'm going to bet them in a parlay money line. And that's plus 440. All right. Because I am, I am. I am feeling very confident with home teams right now. Okay. Well, good luck to you, sir. I gotta dig myself out of this fucking hole. <laughs> yeah, I am always going one for three, so like it's just it's just what I do. Guys, Mr. one for three. Guys, just look. Pick one of my picks and good luck. I mean, who'd have thunk it? I mean, Michael Chandler got smoked. That first round was great, though. Man, absolutely. Michael Chandler was all on top of him. It was exactly the game plan he needed to execute. And then Charles Oliveira just smoked him. And it's just, it's now that division. How dominant he was, I think it gets boring because if he, if Charles Oliveira finds a way to clean up that first round and just dominates, he's going to be the Usman of 155. And now you're going to have another division all locked up. 
but I still want to see Kobe Covington versus Usman. So, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they how they handle that division because Tony Ferguson got rocked too. Those were he's done. He needs to be done. Just bro. yeah, I don't know because I don't think he can cut more weight, and he's I don't think he's got the build to move up a weight class. No, he just needs to retire, man. He's already lost, what, seven straight? Is it seven straight? I think he's lost, like, I think he lost all last year and then two fights before. And I, I thought he won one here and there. Not, or was it six straight? I think he lost six straight, man. I'm going to look it up right now. Great podcast. I'll cut this out. Okay. Uh, yeah, lost out last year. Lost to Gaethje, Gaethje and Oliveira. 2019. He won in 2019. He beats Cowboy. So he has lost. Cowboy. So, so he's lost three straight. Because before that, he beat Anthony Pettis in 2018. 2017, he beat Kevin Lee. Apparently, he's only fighting like once a year, though. That's crazy. Then he beat 2016. He beat Dos Anjos in nada okay so yeah he's been hot he just lost his last three against again the guy who holds the belt Gaethy Gaethy and uh this last guy who's I mean 21 and 4 it's not like he's losing to bums but he didn't beat anybody either he lost he beat Cowboy 2019 Cowboy and he beat uh Anthony Pettis who is, is he in the UFC still, or did he move to Nah, he's a Bellator. I always get him and his brother confused. Yeah. Because they look the fucking same. Uh, Tony Ferguson has no plans to retire after third loss in a row. Declares, now I'm pissed. Oh, my God. <sighs> he's whatever. He's not going to uh, retire and give these motherfuckers a break. <laughs> the way you say it, just say "and I quote," just to make <laughs> "and I quote," just make it more fucking official. Bro, uh, Trout six to eight weeks with a calf strain. Fuck off. That's your goat. What'd you say? Trout is out six to eight weeks with a calf strain. Yeah. That's what I said. He's out six to eight weeks. Well, I assumed he like broke a rib or something. Oh. Shoulder. Shoulder. Calf? <laughs> Long way from the heart, bro. <laughs> Thank it's you for a- listening to Money Back Guarantee. <laughs> oh, we're working on hats. We're working on shirts. We're working on a lot of stuff. Bear with us. Next time we'll hit record. It'll be maybe a little bit better and a little bit more buttoned up. But you know what? Sometimes you just got to grip it and rip it. Maybe we'll go viral. Maybe we won't. Who knows? It's going to be fun for me to edit tomorrow. You probably heard (laughs) half of what was actually said. Sorry for cursing so much, Mom. Angel, you got any last thoughts? Um, Good luck betting. I mean, I'm on an awful streak, so good luck. No mulligans in game, but God bless. Stay safe out there. 
Don't bet the house if your house is two hundred dollars. Yeah. Fucking clown. God. Disgrace to the betting community. That's who he is. <laughs> Have a good night.